Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random. Berto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being here. Love you guys. Great that we're going to have a great show for you today. I don't know if I, I started the chat fast enough. I started it with, with Michael Rodman coming in with CNN colon. So, Michael, if you had anything before CNN colon, replace it, and I will go ahead and get it read. Welcome aboard, May Wood. Welcome aboard, Bridge MCP. Welcome aboard, Michael Rodman. Welcome aboard, Lee Grant, welcome Trump and Fry. They, I like that, uh, Lee Grant. And we also have in the house uh, the one, the beautiful. Well, I, I didn't I call you out already, my beautiful Bridge MCP. I think I did. I think I did. Anyhow, welcome to Politics Done Right, my dear people. Welcome to Politics Done Right. We are going to have a great show as soon as I get my Daily Coast feed going. I need you guys to remember something, folks. All of all of the pro- progressive rags need our support. I went ahead and I played you what happened with the Texas Observer, and we put it up there at Daily. Well, I don't think I put it up on Daily Coast. I need to do that. But here's the deal, people. That trick that was about to happen with um, Texas Observer... Don't think it's not what's going on with Daily Coast and a lot of these other places. Daily Coast is different because Marcos Molitzas uh, runs everything there, but they could still be undercut. We need to make sure, especially now, to have these liberal, progressive, uh, moderate blogs and, and websites. They need to be supported, guys. So whatever you can support on all those other websites out there, we have to keep this stuff alive because it's going to be a crazy two years. Well, actually, not what about a year and change? It's going to be crazy. We're going to have to get things done. Anyway, anyway, let's go ahead and get started with El Senor Rodnin says, CNN, Donald Trump indicted by Manhattan Grand Jury on more than 30 counts related to the business fraud. This is both the first time that a former president is indicted and the first time Trump will ever face accountability for his crimes. While the exact charges are not known yet, it seems that Trump isn't just being accused of campaign finance violation and hush money payments. To think that the, ver- the, the very charges of financial crimes for his corrupt enterprise that I've been calling for might be one of the finally actually bring down Trump. Wow, developments forthcoming such as Trump's mugshot next week. You guys can't wait. But you know what? I'm not going to be talking a lot about Trump. Not a lot about Trump. We have to talk a little stuff, but we got to talk about all the stuff, right? We're going to talk about all the stuff. Anyway, Bridge, Lee, I can't believe it. Nobody has any screenshots that you guys want me to do yet. I must be failing if you guys don't have screenshots that you want out there. You guys are, wait a minute. You guys are, wait a minute, slacking up like I did. Hey, I there are a couple of videos that I didn't get to do because on my way here, there was a huge traffic jam on Interstate Jam, Jam, Jam on Interstate 69. So getting here was difficult as hell. Getting here was difficult as hell. Anyhow, let's see what else we got here. What else we got here? Paul Fleming is in the house from uh, Atlanta, Georgia. We also have from, uh, where is this? Barcelona, Spain. Melanie Keelan is in the house. Please don't forget, folks, that... Uh, we have our Ask Egberto Anything today. 
at or not today i'm sorry i'm you know i'm, I'm losing it man i'm losing it i'm losing it i'm losing it we're having our ask egberto anything that will be on saturday at 11 a.m central that's the time right 11 a.m central and what i'm going to do is i'm going to look for the list here to put that ask egberto anything on the screen as soon as I can find it on the link, but I'd like I'd like a lot of you to come. Sometimes it's get only eight or nine. I'd like to I'd love to see one of us with like twenty or thirty or so on our ask Egberto anything. So here it is. Uh, para ver, para ver, para ver. This is our ask Egberto anything sign up form. So please, if you are on any one of our sites, I just put the link here: politicsandright.com/slash/ask-egberto. Politicsandright.com/slash Ask Egberto, and that's the way we do it, my dear brothers and sisters. Anyhow, 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 any more comments before I go to the first video? Replying to Rudnan, I'm getting ready to, to leave. Last day of free testing and several errands to run, and we are getting ready for the Long Beach Toyota Grand Prix. I'll be working it again. Maywood, take some pictures. I want to see a picture with you, Maywood, at a, one of those cars, right? those nice cars, and I'll put it up on the screen to show the kinds of stuff that our peeps do. Bridge MCP says, no cuffs. He has social security, no, secret service, and he is a former president. A little respect. I'm sorry, Bridge. If you really believe that, this one time you and I are going to disagree, my beautiful lady. I want to see the handcuffs. Although a lot of, I got some friends who also say, no, we don't need the handcuffs. But you know what, Bridge? There's something in me who wants the handcuffs. And let me tell you why. Because of how vicious this guy has been to so many people, right? You remember with, uh, you remember with Hillary, lock her up, lock her up. It's, a, it's, well, maybe I don't need to be vengeful. You know what? Uh, I tell you what, I'm going to be with you, Bridge MCP. I'm going to be with you. All right. Egberto, so do I, not my way of thinking. All right. The Long Kang. Nah, totally need the handcuffs. There goes the Long Kang. Welcome to Politics Done Right. The Long Kang. How are you doing today? All right. Let's go to the first video because I don't see any more messages there. So I want to go to the first video. Uh, Eric Hay says, Ms. MCP, Rodney Dangerfield, no respect. Clinton deplorable. All right. Whatever you say, sir. Anyway, these are short videos. Um... I need to get to it. I, I Apparently, I didn't queue it up, but I'm going to get to it rather quickly. I want to get it on the air. You know, um, there is this thing. Didn't I queue that other video up? Oh, it looks like I didn't get the other video processed. Damn it. That was a good video. Anyway, let me go ahead and queue this first video up, and then we'll take it on the other side. If you say the word crime... Republicans, there's no, there's nothing that's too much to go after crime in the big cities. Crime, crime is the enemy, throw it. If you say gun violence, which is the, probably the most deadly subset of crime, all of a sudden it's like, well, what are you gonna do? It's just, <laughs> as whatever the word is, that just changes everything. Yeah, Chris, this is gonna be hard, but for Republicans, crime is something that's committed by black Americans. Yes, right. Gun ownership and gun violence is something that is part of the culture of young white men, and so Republicans protect it, and that's just the reality. I tell you what, when I heard him say that, it was 
Wow, somebody finally telling the truth. I, I want you guys to remember what happened in California, right? Uh, you, El Senor Reagan was right into gun laws and not gun laws, but he wanted everybody to be able to carry guns and all that kind of stuff until I think it was the Black Panthers started walking with guns in California. And then what happens? They wanted gun control then. That's the only reason California got gun control. I hope folks remember that. Because whenever these people talk about guns and how much we got to do about guns and how we have to protect against guns and all of that, we always want to remind folks what happened, right? What happened then with uh, in California? Anyhow, I did find the other video, but I'm not going to play it yet. I, I did do it again. Lee Grant says, lots of them still soft on crime. Explain to me, Lee, what do you mean by a lot of Dems are soft on crime? I'd like to know what you mean by that. I don't know any Democrat that is soft on crime. What I know about Democrats is they want crime treated fairly. Let's give an example. Look at the trouble that we have had to go through just to get an indictment on Donald Trump. One of the biggest criminals got to the White House. Do you think if President Obama had several baby mamas, he would be in the White House? No. Do you think if Donald Trump, if, if, if uh, President Obama had a college that was a fraud, claiming to be a college, not really a college, and gave away worthless certificates, do you not think they would have prosecuted him uh, civilly, of course, but prosecuted him? Of course they would. If you created a water company and all these other things that failed dearly, don't you think President Obama would have been in jail? Bridge MCP has a new meme for the screen, and that meme says as follows. When you put them in the back of the cop car, hit their heads. Don't be too nice. Those were the sentiments from Donald Trump about people raising hell at his uh, speeches, at his rallies, etc. But going back to what I said before, when you talk about soft on crime, my dear friend, uh, you look at all of these other crimes committed not by just the average American citizen, but by Donald Trump, and he's still walking the streets. He, he laundered money for, for drug dealers. He did all these things that are provable. But he got away. But I don't hear you guys talking like that about many of the other things they've done. Lee Grant also said San Francisco won, won California loot $900 with no consequences. That is a soft crime. Well, Donald Trump looted how much again? And that is a no crime for him. Michael Rodney says, I'm soft on crime. I have a focus on poverty prevention, which would be the greatest impact on lowering crime rates. And for those who have committed crimes, rehabilitation and reintroduction to society to prevent recidivism. But as it comes to political crimes, I am as tough as anyone else. I agree with 100% of what uh, Michael Rudnan said there. We have to stop being tunnel visioned. The way to solve crime 
It's to solve the poverty issue, the way to solve crime. Uh, now, again, you look at somebody that never had a poverty issue like El Senor Donald Trump, you realize that there's another component to crime, and that is somebody that is just a psychopath like Donald Trump is. But for the average person, most crime has come out of poverty, not having, not being educated, etc. Let's learn these things. Let's keep these concepts in our head. Let's keep these concepts afloat. We have a <laughs> Bridge MCP has a, and since we have people on podcasts, I need to explain it. This is a great meme showing President Trump sitting down at the other end in jail. He's sitting down at the other end at the place where you talk to your loved ones. And we have his son, Donald Jr., talking to him with a MAGA hat on and his wife smiling and laughing and saying, bye-bye, because we know it's a sham marriage and she don't really want to have anything with, as my brother Eric Hayes would call it, the orange man. Yvette Avery Harrod has just joined us. Paul Fleming, I see, it says... Why would you give a supposedly billionaire money to support his court case? He should be able to afford it. That's the mentality that they... Look, I'm glad you brought that up, uh, Paul Fleming. And I'm going to explain something to you. Because you... And, and by the way, Paul, you just expanded my thinking with that one statement. I want to read Paul's statement again. Paul Fleming Sr. says... Why would you give a supposedly billionaire money to support his court cases? He should be able to afford it. And that is true. How we have programmed society is that the wealthy is inherently entitled to our hard-earned dollars. So if a wealthy person says, donate to me, whether I'm providing you a product, a service, or innovation, that person is wealthy and we have been psychologically programmed to give them. You doubt me? We pay up to two, three, four, five dollars for a gallon of water because the rich folks who own that corporation have made it deservedly so. And I can give Item after item, we have all these rich people that come out and say, give me money for this or support this or support that. And they get it. Let's give another example. And this is a political process on both the, uh, both whether you're a Republican or Democrat, it, it doesn't really matter. I want you guys to check this out. Whenever we're running an election, right? We got an election running. You get all those emails from these, from all these different congressmen, congresswomen, uh, people running for office, these different organizations, including, let's even say, the Red Cross. The CEO of the Red Cross makes over a half a million dollars. When you give your money to the DH, a DHCCC and, or the R, or RNCC or whatever, you give your money to them and they collect millions of dollars. That money would be effectively spent... If you went into neighborhoods, right, and in these neighborhoods, you went ahead and paid spotters, right, paid a lot of people within these, these different environments, small churches, not large churches, small churches, small civic organizations, small organizations that, that are working the city. 
give those guys who already have contact with people some money to go and encourage them to vote, to go ahead and give them the pamphlets that teaches them about the policies you support. That is how that money would best be spent. But my brothers and sisters, you know where that money goes when you give it to the DCCC or the NRSC and all these different organizations? It first goes into the pockets of very expensive consultants. And these consultants take your money and they make go under the assumption like they know what the people, the masses want. Why do we lose a state like Texas where has the highest rate of uninsured people in the in the country because we chose not to accept the Medicare advan- the Medicaid uh, the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act. Why do we have the most? Why do we have the largest amount of uninsured people? But somehow the Democratic Party has not seen it fit to go out into every neighborhood and get spotters and say, our policies will give you health insurance so that you don't have to go to Timbuktu to get health care. We, we could take those millions that we collect and throw it right back into the neighborhood. And guess what else happens when we throw it right back into those neighborhoods? Those people that are walking the streets and working for us are going to stop and buy a hamburger in that, not necessarily McDonald's, but that little rinky-dinky place in the, in the ghettos, the barrios and Apalachia. They will go out there and they will spend their money there and they will enhance the economy. So here it is. We as a, the Democratic Party, and if the Republican wanted to do it, but they don't need that, they're flushed in money. But the Democratic Party wanted to really make money, stop paying consultants $10,000, $15,000, and invest that money into the community and watch it flourish. But that's not what it is all about. Look, I, I am, uh, or before the coffee party was integrated into the Bridge Alliance, I was a board member of the coffee party for, I don't know, 10 years or so. And we had a, 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 we had a rally in, in D.C., Washington, D.C., on the West Mall. I think it was West Mall, okay? And we paid, first of all, it costed us over $100,000 to set up all the speaker systems to set up the stage, put some chairs out there for the people, the dignitaries to sit in the front, uh, and all of that. And as I'm going through, you know, I came up the weekend, or I came up about two or three days before the actual rally to go through all that we were going through. We stayed all of us in this couple of part, not I mean, couple of houses we rented in Washington D.C. where we went ahead and put. All of us in there planning, doing things, what the speeches are going to be about, etc. But here is the kicker, people. Here is the kicker. I started to look at the books. And there was one particular consultant we gave $10,000 to. There's another consultant I think we gave $16,000 because they were going to also bring me- some heavy-duty media to the uh, to the. Uh, to the thing, right? To our, to our rally. Ironically speaking, the only media that was there was whom? And, and by the way, the day before, I went and I spoke. I, I, back then, I was doing something known as CNN I, I Report. I think it was then that I was doing the CNN I Reports and all that kind of stuff. And I went to a CNN colleague out there. Did CNN 
I don't want to mix up my two messages. I think that was a CNN report that I was doing then. But anyway, I went to a CNN colleague then and said, hey, um, tomorrow, coffee party is going to be having this big thing on the mall. And the only thing she told me is the producer hadn't mentioned anything to me about it. She was out there just doing her beat on Capitol Hill. And anyhow, I went ahead and I said, well, you know, um, we're going to be doing this stuff. She said, if I'm here, I'll cover it. I'm like, thank you. I tell you what, I tell you, it's, a, it's an interesting thing. After giving $16,000 one place, $10,000 the other place, here's the thing that occurred. A snowstorm on the day. And I'm, when I play the other video, I'm going to try to find that YouTube video to show you guys what we went through. What we went through. Okay. Uh, Carl Cox says, Egberto, read more of the chats. And if my people tell me to read more of the chats... Means, Egberto, we tired of that story. We want you to read some of the chats. I will read some of the chats, sir. Trump is a real criminal from Bridge MCP. She also said he uses everything as a fundraiser, which is true. Michael Rudnan says, Eric Hayes showing his hatred of his neighbors again. Why you think people steal? The desperation that comes from poverty isn't something Eric Hayes has seemed to, seemed to understand. Maywood says you should try looking it up and get some facts instead of Rhetoric, exactly right. Carl Cox says, corporate welfare is ruining, destroying American civilization. You're absolutely right, Carl Cox. Bridge MCP says, 15 watching thumbs, more ten, ten, we need more thumbs up. So if you are on YouTube right now, people, my dear friends, please give us some thumbs up on YouTube. Help the, the algorithm get finds its people. Oh, let's see what we got here. Uh, let's see what we got here. Eric Hayes says, they can all get together for a restorative justice session for the arrest. I don't know what that means, but I kind of know what you want to try to say in joking. And let's see what else we got. Daniel Lido says, if you think the only reason people steal is because of desperation, poverty, please explain Bernie Madoff. I am glad you asked that question, um, uh, Lido, because you're absolutely right about that. You're absolutely right about that. People do not only steal and do bad things. Because they're poor. Case in point, Donald Trump. He stole, he pilfered, he raped. He did all these things. But he had a very privileged life. So my answer to you, Mr. Ledeau, is that there are some people that are simply psychopaths. Donald Trump is a psychopath. Bernie Madoff, assuming if you take a look at the documentary Madoff, uh, Madoff on, on Netflix... He was a psychopath as well. So I am glad that you brought that up because we don't want everybody to believe that crime is just relegated to the poor because they don't have. You are absolutely right, Mr. Lido. So thank you for that. Uh, Carl Cox says, Egberto, please read the comment. I did that already. Uh, Daniel Lido, you know a way why Bernie Madoff got locked up, right? He stole from the rich. Also looking at one outlier rather than see. No, no, but again, Rudnin. Let's give Ledo credit where credit is due. Ledo is right. Because a lot of wealthy or people with privilege right here in Kingwood, they're criminals. I can tell you, you look at the young men who attacked uh, the, the, the gay, the, the family of, that I interviewed, the, gay, the, the, the woman who had, uh, I think, two gay sons, and they attacked her, Luisa, right? They attacked her. They did very criminal things, and they didn't grow up poor. They grew up here in Kingwood. 
So you're absolutely right. Uh, let's give Rodnin, um, I mean, let's give um, Daniel Lado credit when credit is due. And it is definitely due with that statement. Bridge MCP says he was charged for paying hush money. He was charged for tax fraud and potential campaign fund violations. Big difference and criminal. I, I don't I don't think we know what all the 30 counts are yet, but I'm willing to find out. Uh, but Bragg's own decision clearly drive much of the troubling data. If his office has downgraded 52% of felony cases to misdemeanors. Yeah. You know why? Because that's what needed to have been done. This guy, and by the way, do you know the crime rate is falling like a rocket under Braggs? Do you know that gun violence has dropped under Braggs? Let's let's get our, if you want to talk about changes and things, let's get those numbers out there. Bridge MCP made me put another one up. It says these people are paying for his legal fee. Where did you find that one, Bridge? That's a good one. That's a great meme. Uh, she showed let me tell you guys the meme that Bridge just put on the screen. It showed a white family, nice, beautiful white family living out of a trailer with a bear. And Trump in his gold-plated, decorated penthouse. I think that is a beautiful, beautiful meme that says much. That's a beautiful meme that says much. All right, let's see what else we got here. Egberto is for letting them all out like Fetterman or Rudnin. They want the streets unsafe. If you really think we want the streets unsafe, I have a daughter. I have a wife. I have friends. I don't want Bridge MCP hurt. I don't want uh, uh, Yvette Avery Herod hurt. I don't want Carl Cox hurt. I don't want Michael Rudnin hurt. I don't want Daniel Ledo hurt. I want them to live in a society where things are just fine. So please, don't, don't, don't. Don't consider that some sort of a truth. All right, let's go ahead and play the, what time is it? Oh, wow, time has really flown. Let me go ahead and play the other video. Let me set this up. Fox, I think Bragg caught Fox News and Donald Trump napping. Because the, because the jury system, the grand jury was going on hiatus for two or three weeks, they thought Trump was in the clear or just maybe Bragg didn't have a stone's chance, a stone's throw chance in passing in, in rather indicting him. Well, they were caught napping and now they look like clowns. Check this out. Left-wing prosecutor Alvin Bragg in New York. It kind of looks like he can't, <laughs> he cannot indict a ham sandwich. It looks like Trump will not be indicted. All right, um, we're going to break in with this Fox News alert here. Uh, we have just gotten word <gasps> former President Donald Trump has been indicted by a grand jury in New York. Ham sandwich indicted. Um, so it's interesting. It's hard so to Trump know. sets everybody up, right? He says that this is going to happen on Tuesday. And so everybody reports it's going to happen on Tuesday. When it doesn't happen on Tuesday, you have some Trumpists taking victory laps going, ah, hi, there they, they missed him again. He's escaped again. And at the end of the day, Alvin Bragg was just waiting. Uh, and 
And so they go from laughing. You see the laughter. Oh, they're not going to indict him. To suddenly, this, this is a miscarriage of justice. And it, what did they keep saying last night? Weaponization a police state. A police state. We can't really? it. So here's the deal. If Baseless. If the rule of law applies to one guy, the way it applies to the rest of us, and suddenly there's a police state. Again, they, they, they hate the military when Trump is out of office. They say that rather there be a Russian military, that our military be more like the Russians. They hate the FBI. They hate the intel communities. They hate college campuses in America, uh, our, our universities, despite the fact that, that, that everybody across the planet wants to come to America, send their kids to America to go to school. Everyone. We've got the best university system on the planet. We've got the best military on the planet. We've got the best intel community on the planet. They attack our businesses. Oh, they're woke. They're woke. I mean, they say woke so much it doesn't even mean anything at this point. And so there's all this hatred. And now they are willing to just completely eviscerate. Well, and they 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 praise a guy who said he wanted to terminate the Constitution of the United States. They praise the guy who wants to terminate the Constitution of the United States. But anyway, that is so true, right? Uh, They got caught napping, but not only did they get caught napping, they are scared now because the indictment may not be just only what they think it's about. We'll see maybe on Tuesday, but it's amazing how it has caught up with them finally. Anyhow, folks... Uh, beforehand, I was telling you about that thing in uh, Washington, D.C. I just want to give you guys a little synopsis of what I was talking about. Uh, you know, we I want you to see the setup and then I'll talk to you about, hey, how could we pay for it this way? But this is what Coffee Party did a few years ago uh, when we were really, really trying. And a snowstorm just came and ate us up. Check this out. Out. People kept on coming. We stood out there in the rain. We froze our tails off. I could not be more proud of the leaders of Coffee Party, more proud of the members of Coffee Party. It was an incredible demonstration of not only our determination to fight for change, but believing in each other and our community that this is something that has to last. This is what the Coffee Party is about. It's about all of us working together and participating in our democracy because that's what it's going to take. That's what democracy is. It's about participation. I don't think I've fallen in love with so many people at once in my life. I went from believing in what we were doing to owning it in every cell of my body. We eventually moved it inside. We packed the place. It was fantastic. Everybody shared their stories. Everybody shared their solutions and ideas. We had a good time. We had a good amount of fellowship. We really came together as citizens, and this is going to be the start of something great. I know, I know that I saw some kind of tsunami of the heart. I saw all of us gelling together. It doesn't matter if you're a Republican, Democrat, a left, far left winger, a far right winger, or an independent. They're welcome, and your voices are welcome to be heard. We can't just sit back and wait for somebody else to fix it. It's up to us. Let's go out there, change Congress, change America for the whole country, and not just 1%.
Anyway, that was that was back in uh, wow, wow. That's almost eight years ago. Ten, I don't know, but anyway, that is when we were. Uh, that was in. People always talk about how bad things are right now. Let me tell you, back in I think that was 2010 or 2011. Things were the the polarization that we had then was ex, extremely, extremely tough. So I mean, uh, for those who fear what's going on now, let me tell you. I think sometimes we forget uh, how long. But I think that was like ten years ago. I think that's like ten years ago uh, that we did that. That was during the Obamacare debate. And uh, the, I, I think if I recall correctly, you know how that goes. All right, let's see what else we got here. Maywood says from Michael Rudnan, uh, make, did I miss some first? Yeah. Uh, gloating about Teflon Don, huh? Yeah, nobody's laughing now. It's funny what, I think you're looking at the, the um, Fox News story. Yeah, they were gloating then, all right. They sure were gloating. Then, of course, uh, let's see. Bridge says, New York police will act much different than the January 6th crap. Bring it. Absolutely so. Uh, Mike uh, Maywood to Eric Hayes says, uh, make an example of yourself. Leave your money and credit cards at home. Then take a walk in any direction. Don't come home or go to any friends, relatives' houses for 24 hours. It'll be an eye-opening experience. I know. If anyone else has done, this is from Rudnan, if anyone else has done the sheer amount of crimes Trump has done, the financial crimes from his business, the incitement of insurrection, the willful retention of stolen documents, the sexual assault charges, etc., etc., they'd be in front of a jury long ago, conviction and then prison. What's so funny is that he still has the support of the evangelical movement. It's amazing. He still has the support of the evangelical movement. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Michael Rudnick, I mean, Eric says Rudnick loves to give a pass for the criminals. Nice. Not everyone is in poverty and talking about that. We already addressed that one. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, para ver, we have Eric Hesegberto. Things are most nasty now and getting worse. Worse daily 2020 forward, especially with the young. The young are actually coming along fine. The young are actually agnostic to political parties, but they are, but they are definitely into policy. And the policies that they ultimately like are democratic policies. And that's why you see in Congress right now, in, in our state state legislature right now, they're trying to pass laws like this. They want Harris County have countywide voting, meaning you can vote any part of the county no matter where you live. And of course, you can't duplicate voting because it's all computerized in a central database. So there's no voter fraud that can occur there at all. So anyhow... Now they're passing a law in the state legislature that is saying you can't have county voting. So all that great, great work that Chris Hollins did to really democratize our voting is likely going to go away until we elect, until we elect, what again? What again? Democrats to run the House of uh, the, the Texas State Legislature, the Texas State Senate, the Texas State Governorship. And then things will be just fine. Things will be just fine then. So we have to take that all of that into account, folks. Anyway, uh, time is coming up. Time is coming up at 3.40. I had another subject that I really wanted to talk about, and that was Social Security. 
I want everybody listening to my voice right now. Listen to me. I want everybody listening to my voice right now to not buy into the crap, to not buy into the fallacy that somehow social security is in trouble. I repeat, do not buy into the fact that social security is in trouble. This, this story at Common Dreams is probative. And I'm going to read parts of it. It says, trustees report shows social security expansion, a question of values, not affordability. The trust funds are strong because most Americans contribute to them with every paycheck, said one advocate. They could be even stronger if wealthiest Americans paid their fair share. The Board of Trustees for Medicare and Social Security released a report Friday showing the program's trust fund will be able to cover all benefits and expenses until 2031 and 2034, respectively. Okay? Findings welcomed by advocates as further communication that the key lifelines are strong and can be expanded. Let's continue. Nancy Altman president of the progressive advocacy group social security works i uh, brought on the president the the uh, the exec, the ceo of that several times his name is uh i'll think of his name in a little bit argued in a statement that the the takeaway from this report is that whether to expand or cut social security's modest but vital benefits is a question of values not affordability the board of trustees which consists of top Ten or top government officials, including Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen and Acting Labor Secretary Julie Su, estimated that even if Congress doesn't act, Medicare's trust fund would be able to pay 89% of total scheduled benefits after 2031. The old age and survivor's insurance trust fund, meanwhile, would be able to pay 77% of scheduled benefits after 2033 in the absence of congressional actions. Meaning, even if nothing is done, people are going to get most of the money that they should get. But we want something done now. But continuing, the OSI, which is the Old Age and uh, Survivors Insurance Fund, had roughly $2.7 trillion in reserves at the end of 2022, according to the trustees' report, while the Disability Insurance Trust Fund had $118 billion in assets reserves. In the OASI and DI trust funds are combined, the report notes the resulting fund would be able to pay 100% of total scheduled Social Security benefits until 2034. That is, that is 11 years going forward. All right? We need to understand these numbers because this, this means if we do absolutely nothing, it's 100% funded for 11 years. Contrary to conservative claims, Social Security is not going bankrupt. The program will always be able to pay benefits because of ongoing contributions from workers and employers, said Max Richmond, president and CEO of National Committee uh, to Preserve Social Security and Medicare. This is yet Another trustee report showing that Social Security remains strong in the face of turmoil in the rest of the economy. 
Its projected insolvency date has stayed roughly the same even after a global pandemic and recent economic upheavals. Richard Fiesta, executive director of the Alliance for Retired Americans, echoed that message, saying, The trustees' report proves that Social Security Trust Fund is strong and solvent with enough money to cover full benefits and expenses until 2033, one year earlier than reported last year. Further, the Medicare Part A trust fund for hospital care has sufficient funds to cover its obligation until 2031. Three years later than reported last year, Fiesta added, the trust funds are strong because most Americans contribute to them with every paycheck. They could be even stronger if the wealthy Americans paid their fair share. Folks, understand, Social Security is not in trouble. Do not believe the crooks in uh, the crooks and liars that are the republicans trying to do this that trying to screw us the truth is social security should be paying quite a bit more and we can afford it if we took the if we 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 made sure that all income was was placed under the social security domain but not just that if we had all income under social security we could actually reduce the rate from 14%, which is what it is right now, we could reduce the rate from 14% way down if all income was taxable, meaning capital gains, all income should be taxable by Social Security. Then we could bring down the entire Social Security rate from 15 point something percent when you include Medicare for probably down to 8 9%. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but if you taxed all income appropriately... That would cover it. But the, those people who make those big monies for on, on your backs, those people who make the money with your money, they don't want to pay. They don't want to. Let's continue. The cap, which is 160200 this year, allowed millionaires to stop paying in, into Social Security in late February, not even two full months into the year. Skyrocketing inequality over the past several decades has meant that a larger share of earnings at the very top has been exempt from payroll tax, costing the Social Security Trust Fund an estimated $1.4 trillion since 1983. And even that number isn't correct. Like I said, what we do in America, folks, is the following. We talk about income, meaning your wage, the income you make from wages, And then we talk about this special thing called capital gains. In other words, if you sell a stock and you made, you double your money in your stock, that money pays no social security. It pays, it pays Medicare, but it doesn't pay social security. All right. Why not? It's income. It's income. If you have a loss, a realized loss, guess what you do? If you sell a stock and lose money, you can write it off. So why not write it on? So let's get busy. Last month, Senator Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren introduced legislation that should subject all income above $250,000 a year to 6.2 payroll tax, a move that lawmakers said would find could fund a $200 per month Medicaid expansion for all Social Security recipients. And that again, such little amounts. 
Representative John Larson, Democratic Connecticut, said Friday that he will soon reintroduce separate Social Security expansion legislation. Now is the time not to merely protect, but to expand benefits that have not been addressed in over 50 years. I concur. I agree. Despite the pressure from Sanders and other progressives, Biden did not include a Social Security expansion plan in his latest budget request, which did contain a proposal to shore up Medicare's trust fund by raising taxes on the rich. Of course, Republicans balk and they won't do anything about that. Unfortunately, Republican politicians are not listening to their voters uh, Altman said the most recent budget of the Republican Study Committee, which consists of about on three quarters of the House Republicans, includes deep cuts to both Social Security and Medicare. Other Republicans are trying to create fast track commissions that operate behind closed doors aimed at forcing cuts that would not be supported in the sunshine. To see the results of the cut and earn retirement benefits through an undemocratic process, one only need look across the Atlantic Ocean where the French people are rising up in anger, something we will have to do if that attempt is made. So folks, do not believe that Social Security is in trouble. Do not believe that we can't afford these things. Do believe that right now the rich is, the rich is pilfering the poor, the rich is pilfering the middle class. Let's remember that. The Long Kang says, raise the cap, tax the rich. I agree. Uh, Eric Hayes says, Social Security will be fine and Dems gaslighting. This is disgusting. Social Security will not be fine if we leave it to the purview of Republicans who are already talking about what they want to cut from it, sir. Read a bit. I think you'll find that true. Michael Rodden says, Egberto, the goal is to increase Social Security so that our seniors don't suffer through their golden years. I agree, 7% seems insufficient for that end. Do you think Congress has the ideas as priority for legislation? The 160 cap still a thing? Yes. Yes, it is. But you know what we have to do, Brother Rodden? We got to vote. We have to encourage everybody to go out there and support progressive politicians. We have to make the meme be violence, we need to take the violence meme. We should not re-outsource the violence meme to Republicans because the violence in this country is a direct result to the amount of arms that Republicans have placed in the hands of criminals. I repeat, the increase in crime in America is a direct result of the arms, the guns placed by Republicans in the hands of millions of thugs. Let's learn the narrative. That is the narrative. With respect to Social Security, Social Security will only go bankrupt if Republicans are able to do what they want to do with it. We want, uh, we should run on a $200 increase on grandma's social security with increasing the rate of, in, of, um, uh, of taxes. And the reason why, if you notice, they want to put uh, where it starts back at 6.2% is not to break Biden's promise. I think Biden's promise is one that needs to be broken. In other words, where he says, if you make $400,000, there's no absolutely increase in taxes. I think a, a, a person should come out and say, I meant what I said but I think for the better good of society, I am responsible to break this promise. But I promise you what is true is that it'll make society better. All right. Carl Cox says, 
Trump has support of Christian fundamentalists because, like them, Trump doesn't believe in science, loves the wealthy, doesn't believe in modern science. Eric Hayes uh, says, I don't know, that's the word. Carl Cox says, conservatives want to abolish Social Security, Medicaid, and Medicare uh, because it doesn't benefit their puppet masters and mega-rich corporations. They have been looting the Social Security for quite a while since Reagan. Eric Hayes says, Egberto, have you benefited from capital gains? Yes, I have. But now you bash it because you don't do it? No, no, that's not it at all. That's not it at all, Eric Hayes. I think I'm very fair in the way I, I, I articulate why I believe what I believe. Stock market losses are deductible, Michael Rudnan says. What? Since when is gambling losses covered by insurance? You didn't know that? Let me tell you something, Rudnan. Let's say you buy a stock. And that stock depreciated by, let's say, put it, let's, let's say, let's make it better. Let's say you made a lot of money this year. And you're like, oh my God, I'm going to owe a lot of income taxes on that year. You want to bring down your taxable income. Magically, you sold a stock that lost $3,000, let's say, in total $3,000. You can write off that $3,000 off of your income so that your tax base then falls. Let me tell you better. Let's say you didn't lose $3,000. Let's say you lost $20,000. By selling a stock and several stocks and losing twenty thousand dollars, you can take. I don't. I think it was there was a time when the cap was you could you can amortize three thousand dollars of your loss per year, but you can carry over year after year. So you have in the bank that you lost twenty thousand dollars. The first year you take three thousand dollars to offset your income. The next year you take another three thousand dollars to offset your income over and over and over again. But there are other mechanisms that you can use to make that loss possibly look like an expense that then you take off of your C, your, your, your schedule C. There are all kinds of magical ways that you can turn that loss into an offset to your income. It's amazing the things the rich can do. And most Americans don't know about this stuff. And you know why they don't know about this stuff? Because it doesn't apply to them. Okay. It doesn't apply to them. Mike C. said, sure, let's send even more money to the federal government. Yes, we should. So they can steal our money to buy votes. Steal? How do they steal? All right. Let's see. Lee Grant says, progressives are violent like your black-clad friends. My black-clad friends? Who are those, Lee Grant? All right. Michael Rodney says, Egberto, what are gun owners now? Uh, gun owners? I don't understand your question. Repeat it in a way for me to figure out where you're going with that, brother Rudnan. All right. Mike Cesar says the criminal narrative is a problem of leaving more criminals on the streets by leftists. No, it's a problem of Republicans arming criminals. Republicans are arming criminals. They no longer need any special uh, checks when they just go. In, in Texas, you can just go pick up a gun. You, you just say, oh, I'm, nobody really wants me. I'll pick up a gun. Okay. 200 is nothing and is a disgrace? Really? Uh, Lee Grant says, Maxine Waters has grasped the utility of political violence. Oh, if you want to lie to yourself, you can believe that. Egberto, guarantee the conservatives in the chat are about to take what you just said out of context. What are they going to take out of context? Uh, I don't... I, I, um, what are gun owners now? Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, they can try to take it out of context because I think I made it context-proof. 
Republicans are putting guns into the hands of criminals. Okay? That is the narrative. So repeat after me, everybody, my brothers and sisters. Republicans are putting guns into the arms of criminals. We want to take guns out of the hands of criminals so that our DAs are not overwhelmed by the crimes produced by the Republican Party. We have to learn the narrative, people. We have to learn not to allow them to change, to change it at all. We can't. All right, Eric A says, you bash because you spent it all and don't take part. No, that's not true at all. Not true at all. Eric A says, Egberto, it is called netting and you carry forward. Oh, boy. I understand it all, my friend, with respect to that because I used to carry over. And you know what happened? Uh, you know what? I learned all this stuff. And what I, you know, when I think about it and I think about all the benefits one has, and all the benefits of people that I am here doing this for does not. That's the reason I want these laws changed. So whether I did it or not is not the question. Whether it is right or wrong is the appropriate question. Right? You don't see Jeff Bezos and all those big guys talking about this. All right. If the tax code read it and, and everyone can do it. All right. You don't get it. Anyway, Doug Shepard, why do Republicans love Putin more than Biden? Because he's a fascist. Egberto, how do they steal? These conservatives probably believe taxation is theft rather than the price for living in society. No, well, what? And again, the way you flip that message already is if you don't pay taxes and you can afford to, you are stealing if you're driving on a freeway and you don't pay taxes, you're stealing. If you're using the airport and you're not paying for it, you're stealing. You see, we have to learn to reverse the narrative. They have a narrative that they put on for the simplistic tunnel vision mind. We have to expand the mind and then throw out the appropriate narrative. That is what I'm talking about. Michael Ronis Egberto, yep, that Republicans putting guns in the hands of criminals line. Conservatives will misconstrue that as being against all gun owners. I don't care if that's what they want to misconstrue it because the intelligent American will know that. The ones that aren't, that don't know that would already be sticking with Trump. The thing about it is there are good Republicans with guns that they, they will get it. Oh, yeah, they're putting that in the hand. They're putting guns in the hands of those criminals. Yeah. You know, and, and we can add about three words to explain it off if, if that makes makes a sense. When we says Republicans are putting guns into the hands of criminals, not just put into the hands of people, put it into the hands of criminals. They are the ones that are doing it. We have to keep it up. Mike Cisak says, I keep my shaking my head since it seems progressives here don't understand stocks. When you buy a stock, you are loaning your money to a company. That's not true at all. You don't understand stocks if you believe that buying stock is loaning your money to a company. That's not what you're doing. When a company has its initial release of stocks, that stock is sold and that company has all the money it's ever going to have from that stock sale. After that has occurred, the stock goes into the market and that exchange of of that company stock becomes a gambling casino. The stock isn't the, the 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 company per se does not benefit from that stock. You are the one misunderstanding stocks. When the stock is first printed, it's all bought. 
by different houses, Fidelity, uh, Nor uh, uh, Bosch, all these guys buy these stocks and then they sell it. They sell it. And by then the company already has all its money. And then there is a secondary market, which is Wall Street, where that stock is exchanged and its price go up and go down and move around. The company does not benefit financially from that stock as it's traded. It only benefits if they sell more stock. You don't understand stock, Mike Cisak. And I think it's important for you to go ahead and learn about how that market actually works. And yes, I've shorted a stock before. All right, I'm late. I didn't realize we were after four o'clock. I need to do a quick ask. Please, folks, support the program. I need your support. Please support the program as follows. Uh, well, actually, I don't have much time, so I'm going to just give you one, only one support link. That is politicsdoneright.com slash support. Thank you, Michael Cisak, for uh, doing politicsdoneright.com slash support. Please go to that link and support us with whatever form that you can. We have the PayPal link, the Patreon link, the YouTube link, the Facebook link, the store link, the books link, everything there that you can say, I want to support you in this fashion. Thank you very much to uh, to try to show up for uh, uh, let let's let's put that link on, in the link again. Tomorrow is Ask Egberto Anything. The link is I'm putting the link in the chat right now. Oops, it looks like my keyboard is not working. Let's see. Uh, let's go ahead and do this. Ask Egberto Anything. Please come to the Ask Egberto Anything tomorrow. Go to politicsdoneright.com/askegberto. And we will have fun. It's a it's a Zoom call. We will have fun until I until I get my uh, what do you call those things again? Webinars set up. That's the way I'm going to do it uh, on the Zoom. So please sign up for Ask Egberto anything. Please also support the show. And I want to thank all of you, my liberals, my progressives, my conservatives, everybody. You guys, you guys make uh, you you guys make activism. You guys make and. Uh, educating and learning worth the pains that it costs to do this. So all of you that are in this house right now with me, 11 central, yes, Michael, 11 central AM tomorrow, all of you in this chat, all of you listening on air, all of you listening in the, uh, on Twitch, on Twitter and everywhere. I want to thank you from the depths of my heart together. We will make a change. It's going to be slow. Don't be expecting a straight line up. Sometimes we're going to fall back. But the mere fact that we're getting engaged is what it's all about. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.